I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Come through, queen. I want to see you come through, queen. Hi, everyone. It's Stan. And Brendan. And, and this is Come Through, through queen. queen. This is episode three. Always the friend, never the housewife. Today we're going to start with a few news items, including what's been going on with Kelly Ripa over at Live with Kelly, and now just Kelly, not Michael anymore. And then also, we're going to do a special 420 edition of the news by talking about Sheena Shea celebrating far too many 420s. Yeah, we are also going to cover uh, Real Housewives of New Jersey's Jay Marchese, for those of you who remember him. Uh, getting arrested for domestic violence, and Kanye West trying to win Kim over right before her wedding to Chris Humphreys. And then we're going to go in and talk about our usual shows from IMK to Drag Race, um, and then we're going to go into uh, the Dallas, Beverly Hills, and New York edition of The Real Housewives. Finally, we'll wake you up with what y'all have been sleeping on, <laughs> and then close out the show with who should be honored to be called the Freak of the Week and the One True Queen. So, Brendan, you have been very excited all day with this, this Kelly well, news, so fill us in. I've been reeling from the Kelly Ripa news um, that we all learned about yesterday. Well, that actually. was part one, yeah. Yeah, part one was yesterday. So part what's one, part we learned one? that Michael Strand was leaving live with Kelly and Michael to take a full-time position at Good Morning America. And today, Kelly Ripa did not show up to work. So, I mean... Obviously, she can call out sick, but I guess it was just the timing was very obvious on this one. TMZ said that she's livid and she is going to take, she's going to be off the show until Tuesday at the earliest. So a full week. Yes. Wow. Um, I have not been so excited about some morning talk show news since Ann Curry giving her tearful speech about not being able to carry the ball across the finish line. And you even have a whole Ann Curry shrine up in your uh, office, so I'm sure this will just... I I used to have an Ann Curry shrine in my cubicle, Yeah, but we had people kept on asking me about it, and (laughs) I always felt really uncomfortable, so I took it down. But maybe maybe I'll start it up again with Kelly Ripa, because I already saw that she's going to be on... 
the cover of the New York Post tomorrow. Oh. A big picture of her, and I'm sure she'll be in all the weekly tabloids next week. Oh my god, it's I know. so exciting for you. I'm it's so excited for you. Really, really. <laughs> and then hopefully another book comes out. There was that book, Top of the Morning, by Brian Stelter. Oh, yeah. That talked about all the drama behind the scenes at all the morning shows. Yeah. So hopefully he does a second version and talks about this. Well, I would love for them to go all the way back to the Regis and Kathy Lee days, because there was drama even back then. Oh, yeah. Um, with, you know, Kathy Lee eventually left, and then Kelly came on. Mm-hmm. So I feel like a, a whole live with... So and so would be a great uh, companion book to that, <laughs> to that top of the morning. Yes. Uh, so I mean, th- this will be interesting. I mean, I, I I haven't really been paying much t- attention to Kelly except for that great episode of Broad City she did last season. Yeah. That kind of like reminded everyone that she existed outside of the whole morning talk show world. Yeah, but apparently, TMZ or Page Six is reporting that Anderson Cooper is the top contender to fill Michael's spot and apparently his CNN contract is over after the election so it'd be almost perfect timing and he was always in the running back before Michael was on yeah he was in the in talks to maybe take over but he had his own syndicated talk show yeah yeah yeah. I I remember also people are talking about possibly uh her husband doing it Neil Patrick Harris Anderson's probably the best one yeah. for it. I Josh would say. Groban's name has been thrown oh, around. No, thank you. He's sort of funny. Well, I just like him in the realm of uh, Kaya being in love with Josh oh, yeah. Groban. That's my favorite <laughs> thing about Josh Groban. So, anything else about this whole Kelly scoop? No, uh, I think we can move on to Sheena oh, Shea. Yes. So, this is being reported by Page Six. Perfect timing for today, 420, although you listeners will be listening the next day. 421. 421. uh, But a neighbor accuses Vanderpump Rules star of smoking too much weed. Vanderpump Rules star (laughs) Sheena Shea may be uh, giving new meaning to the term high-rise. According to documents obtained by Page Six, Shea's next-door neighbor, uh, Andrew Kim, is suing the reality star, claiming... His apartment is con- constantly filled with weed smoke emanating from unit Sheena shares with husband Michael Shea. Also, isn't he going through, like, drug issues? Yeah, I mean, he, he had drinking issues, mm-hmm. he had pill issues, and I guess there's a weed issue going on in there, too. I mean, that's good for that. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's probably a less of a problem for him to have uh, than popping pills and drinking too much. Yeah. Um, but too bad for their neighbor, I guess, if he's oh, not Oh, and they're, like, sad little apartment with, like, those giant photos of their wedding on yeah. all over the walls. Oh. They, now they're just collecting, like, <laughs> weed smoke, I guess. <laughs> uh, but I would have never really pegged Sheena for, for this. She seemed more like a cocktail girl. I don't know. I feel like she has a lot of secrets. Yeah. Maybe one day we'll get all the secrets Maybe secrets revealed. will be revealed. <laughs> Uh, so that that was a quick little uh, fun Sheena story, even though Vanderpump Rules is off the air now. Mm-hmm. Um, but even in more obscure news, we have that ex-Real uh, Housewives of New Jersey star, James Marchese, was arrested for allegedly attacking Amber. So apparently, On a plane. On a, apparently he was busted on a plane for domestic violence, for getting in a fight with his wife, um, and I guess he... Like, grabbed her by the neck and was threatening to hurt her. Very dark. But I think the more interesting part of the story is that TMZ would even report on them at all. Yeah. I mean... They were, like, sort of a flop, and they weren't going to come back to Real Housewives, right? Yeah, they're not coming... I don't think they're coming back. They weren't at Teresa's book party. That's my little <laughs> inside scoop on this story. So they wouldn't even be in a background scene or anything. Um, but, yeah. He was, like... but. Wasn't he the one who was, like, mean-tweeting everyone? He was mean-tweeting everyone <laughs> and then, like, getting in fights with the other women, so not too surprising to see this. Keep your tweets nice, kids. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then last, uh, I mean, this might be my favorite start story oh, yeah. of the week. I know you love the Kelly uh, Ripa one, but... So, um, on Cocktails with Chloe, which is actually airing tonight... Oh, it's they tonight's were, episode. They okay. released, like, a clip to tease the episode. Even though this is the final episode. This is the finale. Yeah. And it'll the never series come back. finale. Yeah. <laughs> it was canceled. Um, um, it was revealed that Kanye West never had a phone until he saw that Kim Kardashian married Chris Humphreys. Uh, 
I think we first need to cover the fact that the way that Kanye said Kim's name was Kim Kardashian. Oh, yeah. As if, like, he met this woman for the first time and didn't know how to pronounce her name. That sounds like a fancy mustard. <laughs> a Kardashian yeah. mustard. Didn't you tweet the other day that you're, like, dreaming about mustard? I literally couldn't fall asleep last night because I was thinking of mustard. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, so, so he got a phone in order to contact Kim, uh, and he was was sending her pictures of basketball players, but, like, beyond their prime, like, old basketball like players. Like, when they grew up and yeah. wore pants up to their belly button. Yeah, and he's like, look, this is this is what's going to happen when you marry a basketball player. Oh, my God. But she went through with it anyway, and then look where she is now. Did you... I always thought it was sort of weird that um, she married someone that spelled Chris the same way that... Chris Jenner does. I love that. <laughs> I mean, it just shows Chris's impact, my um, mom's impact. Kathy Lee was at that wedding. Oh yeah, there were a lot of big, big. Uh, I know. I just kind of came back to our previous oh, yeah. story. So many connections. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, one last thing about the story from the the short clip I watched. Kanye is always so different when he's around, like, Kim and the sisters mm-hmm. compared to his, like, public persona. He's always, like, a little, like, bashful and shy almost, mm-hmm. but, like, in every day, like, in interviews and everything, he acts like, like, a lunatic screaming at everyone. Because he's in love. Yeah, that's sweet, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, that's it for this week's news. We have a lot of shows to get through. We have a lot to say this week. Yeah, I mean... New York, we're going to get to save the best for last, as usual, but we'll get through... New York was crazy this week. Oh, man. (laughs) We just finished watching it again. Yeah, we're just fresh off of New York. Um, But did you see I'm Kate this week? I did. Um, It was a continuation of last week's episode. Yeah. With uh, Chris hanging out with my girls. I love that group of girls. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I, I thought it was interesting how Chris brought up all the family struggles. She brought up Lamar. She brought up Kim always hating her pregnancy and everything. Oh, yeah. As if, like, Kate has no idea what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I liked how Chris Chris told Candace she thinks she would be a great mother. Yeah, that was cute. I, I also, I liked it when, when Chris came in with the fur coat. Oh, yeah. That was a great look. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think another highlight was, like, Scott and Kate's friendship mm-hmm. growing yeah and huh. scott getting sort of close to some of the other girls yeah which is cute yeah it's nice of them to paint scott in a nice light for a change uh-huh and then like the only the big thing that the episodes were revolved around was kate's talking to a surgeon about gender confirmation surgery and yeah. like her issues around that and like how she feels about that. Yeah. I mean, I never loved the, the Kate, the Kate centric stories. I thought Candace's story of looking into adoption was a little more interesting. Oh yeah. Um, and Jenny was fun playing her instrument, like sending off the end of the, the, uh, the tour that the girls were on. Um, one thing when, when Chris was visiting them around Christmas time and was telling them about the break in of, uh, when she was at home in her home office and some man broke into uh, Chris's home. Oh, yeah. He barreled into the home office and asked for a hug and a kiss. Oh, my God. And I screamed, Brendan. Yeah. <laughs> that would be me. You would totally demand a hug and a kiss from Chris. <laughs> I want one. Oh, maybe one day. Uh, so we also had a new episode of Drag Race this week. Yes, and so what happened on this episode, it was a political-themed yeah. episode because it's an election year, and they tend to do that on election years. Yeah, they, Back in 2012, they did one. Yeah, they did that with the season of Sharon Needles, Yeah, and that was one of the, like my least favorite challenges, and again, I don't think it worked this, this week either. Yeah, so they had to make political ads smearing someone that they were partnered with. Yeah, who's supposed to be their rival. Yeah, and so... It was fine. Um, Bob and uh, Derek did the best, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, this was probably Derek's best performance doing anything mm-hmm. in the show, so... I and mean, then the runway was inspired by uh, Detox's season five finale look. Yeah. Where it was a really cool look where they she made herself look like she was in a black and white film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they had to play off of that... In some way. Who was your favorite look? Well, 
It was a combination of the look and the runway performance in terms of when Kim Chi came out and that, like, that French mime clown look and uh-huh. she was, like, hobbling around the stage, <laughs> yeah. like, like, peeking out from behind. I was cackling during oh, yeah. that. What was your favorite look? I liked Naomi's look because she wore the exact same thing that Raven wore on a runway her season. Yeah. Raven's finale look. I did love that look, except her legs weren't painted, and it was so distracting. I would have thought that would have been the best look if not for that little slip-up. Yeah. But I did notice that, like, uh, compared to how it was filmed for the show and Untucked, like, Untucked, they didn't use, like... They didn't use all the filters they were using because they were definitely using filters in the main show uh-huh. to like add to the black and white effect. They didn't look as good. They didn't look as good in um, terms of the, the makeup. Yeah, I noticed that. One interesting thing back to Naomi though is that was you know that was Raven's actual outfit. Oh, like the physical outfit. They are yeah, they are friends. So Raven lent oh. it to her. Oh, that's nice. I watched fashion photo review. The oh, thing. the boot and two. Yeah, which is which I might be canon. I've seen a few episodes of that. And it's actually really good. And this was the first episode ever that where they let them see the people's faces because the makeup was such a large factor of it. Oh, okay. So okay. they like they got to name them. So Raven talked about that. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, it's uh, Raven and Raja host like a YouTube. Uh, after show series like critiquing all the looks of the runway and it's actually really good because they're both very good hosts yes I would say. they boot and toot yeah so that might be canon um, anything <laughs> else about Drag Race you thought um, I mean Thorgy was eliminated I am a big Thorgy fan but I think it was her time to go yeah um, the only other person I would have wanted to be eliminated at that point was Derek but there, yeah. You couldn't because she was part of the winning. I thought Derek, uh, the runway look, kind of looked a little bit like Sheena Marie. She, <laughs> Sheena Shea. Like, a sir uniform? Yeah, well, like the hair and the makeup looked a little Sheena, Sheena Shea to me. I'd give you that, yeah. yeah. Um, but I thought, you know, Chi-Chi annihilated Thorgy during that It was sync. not even a competition. But it, it kind of reminded me a little bit of when uh, Latrice... I said that to someone... Did, Latrice and Kenya Michaels? Yeah, when, when, when Latrice... What was it? It was an Aretha Franklin song. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the name of it, but, like, so obviously catered to Latrice while little Kenya Michaels is doing cartwheels around the Well, the in stage. Thor, she did a fucking cartwheel. I know. That was, like, so... Like, did a cartwheel and then ended it with, like, grabbing onto Chi-Chi's arm as, like, Chi-Chi's, like, triumphantly raising her arms. It's like, get, yeah. let go. Get away. Yeah. It was just not... It was so... Like off, yeah. Thorgy's lip sync, yeah. Um, but Chi Chi did a great job, I thought. And then, especially when the beads fell off, that was like perfect. I know, I, like that was definitely not intentional because Chi Chi can't plan and like something like you that. You don't think? I thought it was sort you of thought intentional. It was intentional. Yeah, really? Yeah. I see. Well, the way I thought she was reacting, like a like slightly shocked for a moment, but maybe you're right. I, I, I only know. watched it once, but I would say that might have been the best lip sync of the season. I think. Definitely. Well, there was that other one where Naomi sent uh, someone else home. I can't remember what it was. We, we're not sounding like scholars right now. <laughs> <laughs> but that one was good. And we, and we talked about it. But this one was, I, it was probably the best one. Yeah. Um, but just, I thought, like, we've had a few episodes of Untucked, which is the after show they show on uh, YouTube that used to be on Logo. Mm-hmm. And they've been a little boring this season, except when, like, Bob does a great job of producing it. But I thought this this episode was actually even more interesting than the main episode. Because mm-hmm. Thorgy was coming across as such a sore loser. I know. Like, it was, it was like such crazy. a f- bad way to go out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, saying to Derek, like, oh, I'm going to be sending you home. Meanwhile, Derek ended up being in the top. It's, like, so embarrassing to go out like that. I thought they all had weird predictions. Aside from Thorgy, like, they were saying that Kim was going to go... Well, Kim was in the bottom three. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. like... Chi-Chi wasn't even practicing. But yeah, Chi-Chi like... wasn't practicing. Chi-Chi did not give a fuck. She knew how to perform this song. I think I think that's probably why. It's because she, like, oh, yeah, knows the song. Um, there was a great shot outside when Kim Chi was standing by herself just in her sad clown makeup. <laughs> and it was, like, a really wide oh, shot. Yes, I, I love that. I remember that. Um, other great things from the end was, uh, I don't know if you caught it, it was, like, right near the end of Untucked. When Naomi quoted that the Vine star, the great, the, the great one, where she says, 
Why are you mad? Because my pussy popped severely. <laughs> that was a great touch. Because it was the first time I've seen that reference in like a mainstream way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, Thorgy really went out not looking so good. Except it was very nice that she left Chi Chi all of the jewelry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was sweet. I like that. Yeah. Um, I like that was smart of her. I mean, I, I mean, like... Part of me thinks, like, it was genuine, and part of me thinks, like, you're trying to be a little smart, like, yeah. to look good, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, good way to go out. That's fine, either way. That's fine. <laughs> uh, so then now we are, we, we've made it through Kate and uh, Drag Race. We have a bunch of Real Housewives. Um, just to preface all the Real Housewives discussion, I passed out during the Potomac reunion, so I don't have a word to say about that. I missed it. Yeah, so, sorry. I mean, eventually one day we'll... I think, like, leading up to season two, we could, like, really prepare can, for that. Yeah, revisit. It, yeah, because they announced that it was renewed for season two, so... Yeah. We'll revisit that at some point. But, first we got Dallas. So about Dallas. So, this week's episode involved a charity event where people had to wear interesting hats yeah and so like the beginning of it was leanne Locken like going to her like designer who designs all her hats yeah hi leanne um and then it was also brandy and steph getting ready separately yeah and uh, brandy had the most bizarre hat it looked like a swamp yeah but it had pieces of fake poop in yes it. And there was like a dog on there there's there a, a dog, dog. I don't know. It was insane looking. Yeah. And like, I swear all they ever talk about on this show is shit. Yeah. And farting. Shit, farting, poop, and charity. And charity. <laughs> <laughs> and that, and we got all those themes combined into one it, episode yeah. today. Um, I didn't notice even before they got to the charity event, all the women on that show are beat. I mean, they have so much makeup on. Yeah. Like, compared to, like, some of the other series, it seemed like it's caked on. Um, another scene outside of the, the party I liked, which I know you loved as well, was when Stephanie and Brandy were killing the wasp nests in furs. Oh, yes! <laughs> it was It was very Sonia and uh, the Countess yeah. in Grey Gardens. Yeah, definitely <laughs> reminded also, us of that. Also, it's fucking Texas. How It's like, what... 90 degrees. Yeah, why? Why do they have furs? <laughs> I don't know. That's just like OC Housewives. Remember that one party where they all arrived in furs yeah. back in the day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Chris wore fur visiting Kate. Oh, yeah. A lot of furs going on this week. Um, but I loved when, when, when uh, that man that Leanne talked to about Brandy's poop, uh, poop hat said, her husband is letting her do this. <laughs> it was like such a like a Texas thing to say. I know. Uh, so I mean, it was it was a good second episode. I'm still interested. I wasn't like as excited as during the first episode, but I still liked it. Yeah, it's like a different feel for a Real Housewives franchise, which is why I like it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which takes us to a very different feel: Beverly Hills reunion, part one, part one. Uh, you know, I was hoping to be more interested in the reunion than I was uh, for all of the season. Yeah. What was your takeaway? <clears throat> Sorry. Um, one thing that I liked was Andy calling out Lisa for wearing Lisa Vanderpump for wearing the same dress that Erica Jane wore in like half of her interviews. Yeah. That was cute. Especially uh, since they're not, like, the best of friends, those two. Yeah, so this reunion focus, like, it was mostly talking about Munchausen and Faye Resnick. Yeah. And Munchausen, like, put me to rest. I never want to hear this word again. Yeah, I know. I did, like, a little... We got to see a little bit more of the conversation in terms of, like, what was happening behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the part when, when, when Lisa Renna was talking about how... They had these phone conversations, and Vanderpump was like, I don't call you. I, we don't talk to each other. And then lunatic Lisa Renna pulls out phone records. There's been ten phone calls. Oh, and your shit. The best part about any Real Housewives reunion is when there's 
evidence, evidence. Yes. and they bring their printouts out. Or the year that Danielle Staub brought out a wig head <laughs> to demonstrate how Ashley, Jacqueline's daughter, had pulled her hair and exactly how much hair she had pulled. This is a court of law. This is a court of law. <laughs> um, you know, I want to get more into the Faye thing, but one other thing was I felt Andy was a little relentless talking about the, the uh, divorce with Yolanda. I mean, I know it was like a how the season ended and uh-huh. obviously like very relevant and Yolanda said like a few things but eventually she said like I, I don't really want to get into it and then he just kept asking even more and more like and like if, if she's fine with it like how it all went down then like yeah. just let her have that yeah it's Andy uh, yeah leave her alone leave yo alone but my favorite part of the reunion was all the Faye conversation I love when anyone ever is talking about Faye Resnick yeah I mean it gave Catherine something to discuss. Yeah. Um, and Kyle was acting like such a freak. Remember when Catherine refused to say the word penis? No, I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> she was talking about how Faye had disclosed things. Oh, yeah, about, yeah, yeah. She was like, about my husband's... And then Andy was like, penis? <laughs> uh, you know, Kyle got so emotional over everything Faye's been going through due to the American Crime Story show. Uh-huh. And, like, I don't think she got that bad of a, like, an edit in the show. I mean, she looked a little, like, loony in it, but it's not like they were saying she's a monster I mean, I or think, anything. I think her character was a highlight of in a lot yeah, of people's... Yeah, like, the best part <laughs> of the show. Like, she should be honored. Yeah. And especially to have Connie Britton portraying you. Queen. Like, hopefully up for an Emmy. Um, but I loved, uh, when she was saying, you know, she didn't sign up for this, blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, we got a little scoop on, uh, Twitter today. A little bit of scoop from the community. Yeah. Uh, Greggy Bennett, uh, from, from Real Houses in New Jersey tweeted that Kyle trying to say Faye didn't ask for this and isn't a cast member, but confirming she gets paid on Heather Dubrow's podcast is my fave. And <laughs> that's my fave as well. Oh my God. Cause she's clearly getting paid. She's been on like. Almost every season, if not every season. Yeah, and I, w- I wish this tweet was about our podcast. I, I want know. some scoop. I know. <laughs> I, w- <laughs> I wish the community would give us a scoop. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the, the Faye conversation was definitely the highlight, which wasn't like a central plot point of the, the season at all. But I mean, but like, obviously, we Faye wanted gets paid. it to be. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, Faye gets paid. Like, season one, she had interviews, like those formal interview set up yeah like, of course she gets paid so later on after we get through our shows we're gonna do a little bit more of a deep dive onto into Faye and the other friends of the housewives yes. because they are sometimes even more fascinating than the housewives themselves <laughs> <laughs> especially in the case of Faye this season since I would have loved to have the story cent- uh, centered around her more than all this other nonsense going on uh, I guess uh, Erica taught Andy how to pat the puss yeah. Whatever. Um, and then the episode ended with, well, after Lisa Rinna exposed Lisa Vanderpump. Yeah. Um, Yolanda, oh, sorry, I'm like having indigestion. Okay. Yolanda <laughs> um, walked, off the, walked off the set and Erica ran after her and they slammed a door in our faces. Yeah. We have to tune in next time. There's a great picture. I don't know if you follow her. Katie Weaver, who used to write for Gawker and now is on GQ. Mm-hmm. She, she posted a great snapshot of from the finale of like Yolanda walking off and saying how this is her last supper photo of like you know Jesus at the last supper like it's just a beautiful photo look at that picture when you get the chance okay <laughs> I don't think you did a very good job explaining no it's, it's just like like Yolanda's in a position like standing up and all the women are like oh. to the sides of her it's, That's a, it's, funny. A, it's a beautiful photo check it out that's funny uh, <laughs> we'll put it up on our twitter yeah we'll retweet it <laughs> um so anything else for beverly hills no that's great no who cares yeah <laughs> we, every, every time we've talked about beverly hills in the past two episodes we have ended the conversation with who cares yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're just getting through this as scholars uh but now to our our pride and joy uh, <laughs> Real Houses of New York it's like Real Houses of New York to me is like a warm blanket coming over you on a cold winter's day yeah I mean even though we're not even from like 
I, I like to think of old seasons as the warm blanket because you like kind of know what to expect. Yeah. Like, even though we don't know what to expect, we know what to expect it's going to be a good episode. Yeah, I just like love being back in this world. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> so we get a continuation uh, from last week's episode, uh-huh. and it opens with. Uh, Dorinda and Jules smoking outside, yeah. like, <laughs> getting all fired. sharing a cigarette. <laughs> yes, uh, Jules talk, talking about the elderly ladies getting into a, a, uh, fights with each other. Yeah, um, and then we come in, and then they all start actually trying on bras. I yeah. didn't actually think there was going to be any bra trying yeah. on at this party, and like actual blurred nips. Yeah, so they're like all walking around <laughs> with blurred nipples, arguing with each other, and then like Jules was hitting on Carol for a bit. Yeah. They were all, like, calling each other skinnier. I know you are. Uh, and then someone convinces Ramona to go apologize to to uh, Dorinda. Maybe it was Bethany. I don't even yeah. know. But uh, Dorinda really takes the crown from Vanderpump and being the worst you apologizer. You mean Ramona? Oh, yeah. Ramona definitely takes the, the crown from Vanderpump and being the worst apologizer. She literally <laughs> walked up to Dorinda for two seconds and... I'm I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say I'd say that like here and walks away without even. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, uh, I mean I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying, but I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> and so then she here. And then she like she leaves, and as she's leaving, she's like, "Let's go find some guys at the bar." Yeah. <laughs> so you know she was off to boutique. I love her on the prowl. Probably meeting up with Luke since she had the prior commitment there. True. Uh, so then. Uh, Bethany and, and Dorinda just continue on the discussion uh-huh. and like Dorinda's saying like I'm very ma- mafia like that fuck that shit like I love when, when Dorinda gets so aggressive <laughs> <laughs> and then Dorinda calls John because he's gonna be coming to pick her up oh yeah and she calls it on speakerphone and the first thing you hear is any bitch that talks smack about me and then so she puts it off speakerphone I think I definitely screamed the loudest <laughs> at that part of the episode <laughs> that was excellent uh so then, so then Bethany hears that, and then she says, "Who's the rat? Is it that bra lady?" <laughs> that was great. Oh, and there was just some shot to a random bra woman. Yeah. Uh, so then, finally, I guess John rolls in. For what is like one of the more insane fights I've seen on The Real Housewives? Yeah. As far as content. Yeah, I mean, th- well, I think I was thinking about this. And the good thing about this fight, it was it was very, like, tit for tat. A lot of these fights are, like, one person is clearly better at fighting mm-hmm. with the other person. Uh, but, like, Bethany and John are, were pretty equal in terms of, like, throwing insults at each other. I mean, they were just, like, ripping each other apart. Yeah. The whole skinny girl, skinny cow. So John <laughs> accused... Bethany of stealing the name, stealing her company's name, Skinny Girl, from Skinny Cow Brand, which is that ice cream brand, yeah. right? I love their flying saucer ice creams. They're delicious. Okay. <laughs> um, so then, like, she's getting all worked up, like, why are you attacking my business? Well, that, that's the thing with Bethany. Like, you you could attack her family. You could t- attack her <laughs> love life. But don't you dare attack her business. <laughs> It's like normally, like it would be like, oh, don't talk about the kids. Like, yeah. The kids. So Bethany is her business. Yeah. Um, so then Bethany just like says, oh, well, want to do a few lines and talk this story through? Oh yeah. We're a little lit up right now. Oh, that's where that famous line, "You're a little lit up right now, aren't you?" comes from. Which I definitely see us using in the future when one of us is a little lit up. <laughs> <laughs> And then, like, Dorinda really doesn't even know what to do. She's like, she doesn't want to take either of their side. She's not saying, you're breaking my heart. That was Dorinda's probably most uttered line. Well, no, she said, you're an embarrassment three times. You're an embarrassment. You're an embarrassment. Um, one of my favorite parts was once they actually got him outside. And yeah. he's standing outside of the hotel room. They're sitting inside, and Bethany's still talking about it, and you hear John from outside <laughs> go, buy that propaganda, baby. <laughs> I do have to give credit to Jules for actually, like, getting in the heat of this fight. Mm-hmm. I mean, as a rookie, you wouldn't expect her to, like, really know what to do with this, like, maybe just stand on the sidelines, but she was, like, jumping in there, like, giving her own two cents uh, as well. But eventually the fight does end, uh, and that deadbolt holding the door open got slammed ten times <laughs> two people coming in and out. Uh, but we we get to uh, Lou and Sonia going on a little uh, rental tour. Which has been, like, the con- 
best part of this season so far, or like yeah. the most refreshing part when we just get to focus on Lou and Sonia in their own little world. Yeah, it's definitely a good palate cleanser for these like very aggressive scenes. Yeah, to see like Lou and Sonia just bopping about. So they're looking for a pied de terre. Is that easy? Yeah, that's it. That's for, very good. Thank you for um, <laughs> the countess. Yeah, and so they look at an apartment on the Upper East Side. Yeah, the Upper East Side because. That was the first one. Sonia was wanted her up in, in the Upper East Side because that's Luann. She's classy. Except those parquet floors in that apartment were disgusting. Disgusting. <laughs> but the I, view was very nice. Yeah. And then they go downtown. Yeah. For, to, to this other apartment, and they just like spend most of the time in the bathroom there. But they meet up with with Lou's former roommate, I guess, from when when like they were young girls, and. My favorite part was when they were telling, the, when Lou tells the story about how she went to Central Park and met with two Italians and brought oh, yeah. them back to the apartment. I love how it always, like, circles back to hanging out with the Italians when it comes to Luann. <laughs> she alluded to a threesome, though, didn't outright. Yeah. It sounded like it was one was about to begin, but she cut it off, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but that was a nice break from all the drama uh-huh. going on. Uh, but then we get we get to Ramona and... Bethany hang out over at uh, at the home of Skinny Girl, uh-huh. the offices, yeah. while all those poor girls are trying to do some work. Uh, Ramona and Bethany are, like, breaking down the, the prior night, and they call Jules to get her take on it, and, like, Beth was so nasty. She's so nasty to <laughs> so her. So nasty to Jules. Uh, what did she say? She said she's a very special woman with special needs. English is her second language. Oh my God. Give this girl a chance. Uh, but Ramona was like pretending to cry and express emotion. I mean, if, if Ramona's bad at apologizing, she's also bad at pretending to be sad about something as well. She's like, I'm just so sad. I'm going to cry. And like, she doesn't really cry. Uh, but that, this all leads up to... We're going uh, to the Hamptons. We're going to the Hamptons. And, like, Beth, they're all going to the Hamptons because Bethany was supposed to have her birthday party in the Hamptons, so they all head out there. Yeah. But Dorinda no longer is going to be staying with Ramona, yeah. so she stays with Jules. Yes. In her huge but, like, barren home. Yeah. It's, so this is Jules's second home with... Thrown together rented furniture that we've Stop seen. <laughs> I mean, not it's it, not was under, it was under it was under construction, construction. But I just like that that reference to Dana <laughs> Dana's home. Oh yeah, uh, in and Beverly they're like Hills. building a pool in the middle of like the living room. Yeah, which is disgusting. I can speak from experience from when I went to uh, Key West on a someone's trip for their birthday, and we stayed at the Real World house, and there was a a pool in the living room and it just like made the whole house smell like chlorine which is disgusting oh, so ew. I'm not you stayed at the real world house? yeah I know it's a weird story I, I guess <laughs> that one day, I guess <laughs> it wasn't like my birthday like it was someone else's birthday party it should have been a part of the first episode where you were laying out your experiences well, well maybe I got some credentials you guys don't know about <laughs> uh, so that's Jules's house but then eventually that all leads to uh, Ramona Bethany and Dorinda having Dorinda a sit down. Having a sit One down. of those famous housewives sit down dinners where they talk about their issues and the needs to apologize. Yeah, which New York does it right. Like they resolved it during yeah. this dinner. Like, it was fine. We're not getting twenty more episodes talking about like. I mean, I'm sure we're gonna get more episodes about John being like not the right guy for Dorinda. Blah blah blah. But like at least for this episode, they were able to resolve it. Totally. By the end, they're like laughing. They're hugging. Um, and all the while, during this episode, uh, while it's airing, Ramona's tweeting like a lunatic, like tweeting, I, hashtag Ramona, <laughs> do support my friend Dorinda. Or trying like, to get herself trending. Yeah. I mean, um, and then Dorinda has, like, these crazy tweets that, like, mm-hmm. half of them are, like, super nice. Say she's talking to Carol or something. Half of them are, like, super nice. Oh, my God. Like, I love you. Half of them are, like, you have no storyline. You are boring. Yeah. It's crazy. It's very aggressive, but I like it. I, I would I, maybe one day we'll get to uh, housewife social media presences. But like Dorinda's one of the few housewives that could actually follow and like enjoy most of what she posts. Yeah, because she just doesn't like retweet her fans. Yeah, like no one wants to see that. Uh, but that's it for this week's episode. And the next week we get all the girls together. Lou's out there hula hooping. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so 
We'll have to tune in next <laughs> tune week. Tune in next week for Luann Hula Hooping. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so, so sh- shall yeah, we move on? Yeah. Um, so we're going to bring back what y'all are sleeping on this oh, week. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dan, why don't you tell the children what you think they are sleeping on? So today it was announced that Megan Trainer is going to be touring her new album. Uh, it's called the uh, I'm uh, Untouchable Tour. Uh, You're like losing us listeners. No, I, <laughs> I'm so excited. And I, I would love to see this, um, but I am already going to be seeing Megan Trainer earlier this, uh, this year uh, during the summer jam at Jones Beach in Jones June. Beach. So I'm very excited. Uh, Megan Trainer's headlining it along with Fifth Harmony, but who cares? We got Troy Sivan. Troy Sivan will be there. That little handsome elf. Uh, so I'll definitely report back with the scoop on that later in June. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone will be waiting with bated breath. Yeah, so we, <laughs> see, catch us in two months. <laughs> but I'll, I'll definitely uh, look into seeing Megan's Megan's tour. So. Don't sleep on this. Stop. <laughs> if I would have known that that was what it was going to be. <laughs> I kept Brendan in, in, uh, in suspense as to what he was going to be sleeping on. Okay, uh, so why don't we get on our diving boards? Yeah, we got to dive deep. We are diving deep into Friends of the Housewives. Okay. So, you know, we're still high off our New York viewing. So why don't we discuss uh, some of the FOHs from New York? New York's actually really interesting, in my opinion, because they don't have as many as the other ones. Well, that's due to the fact that the New York cast is always typically pretty full. Yeah. So it's not like they need to go looking for storylines and fights. And sort of, let's talk about, like, the kind of different... Different kinds of Friends of Housewives. Oh, yeah. There are the ones who Bravo identifies as Friends of Housewives, like puts up an official bio on the site. Yeah. That sort of thing. They probably get a certain level of, like, a salary. Yeah. If they get that title. And then there's ones who are just... In the background? In the background. And they get, like, uh, a, like... A name, friend of so and so. Yeah. For instance, the, one of the original friends of Housewives, probably beloved to both of us, would be Joni. <laughs> yeah. From from New York. I mean, she was never an official FOH. She's Ramona's best friend. Or Even though I don't think friends. they're in touch anymore. But she was like constantly like keeping up on the drama that was going on. Yeah. She also like looked very out of place. Like she looked a little she like Wiccan. Like a witch. Yeah, exactly. Like a witch. <laughs> she had like long black hair. Yeah, always wore black. Yes, my kind of woman. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Ramona did a page six. Ramona took over the page six Twitter account for a Q and A. Yeah. And someone asked uh, asked her exactly what we were all thinking. Yeah. Where is Joni? Yeah. What happened to your friend Joni? So Ramona replied in under 40, 140 <laughs> characters, she got divorced and is living with a man who's 30 years younger. Hashtag ask Ramona Singer. <laughs> <laughs> like not any, like I'm still in touch with her. Like she's doing great. She got divorced and is living with a man 30 years yeah. younger. Oh my God. But like queen, you, yeah. you get that. Yeah. I mean, bring Joni on, give her an apple. Uh, give her an apple. Speaking of giving apples... Someone so, who wanted an apple. Someone who wanted an apple and thought she was getting an apple yeah. until the show aired. Yeah. Was Jennifer Gilbert. She was in what probably, actually, I saw it written about today. Jezebel called it possibly the best season in a Housewives franchise history. Yeah. Season three. Which we both agree on. Which I agree. Yeah. Um, of Real Housewives of New York. And Jennifer Gilbert, Gil. <laughs> I remember reading an AP article like after, as the show was airing at that point, and it was all about how she thought that she was going to be a real housewife and yeah. didn't realize until it aired that she was cut to friend of housewife status. Well, she had no storyline. She didn't come on the big trip, I think, which killed her. Yeah, that definitely, if you don't go on the trip, you're done. Yeah. Um, the only thing I really remember about her is the iconic, uh, you're in high school, and while you're in high school, I'm in Brooklyn trying to make it in this economy, took place in her apartment at her party. Yeah. So I guess she, like, set the stage for that, but that's all she contributed. And then and then Kelly went and hid in her pantry or something like that? <laughs> Someone went and hid in her pantry, and she was like, why are you in my fucking pantry? Yeah. But she was a case where she was given, like, those formal sit-down interviews. I think she, like, planned Jill Zarin's ice skating party. Yeah. 
But she just didn't deliver. She didn't deliver. Uh, and that brings us to uh, another interesting case, which is when someone is a housewife and they get demoted yes. to FOH. So Luann was famously demoted for season six. Yeah, and that was all due to like contract negotiations and stuff. She was like holding out for more money, I guess. But many people consider season six her best season. Uh, certainly. I mean, before <laughs> season six, like... She was very wrapped up with, like, Jill, like, kind of Jill's, like, lackey once she lost Bethany. Mm -hmm. So, like, that was not a good look for Luann. And then, uh, you know, she she didn't, she didn't come off well with, uh, you know, Carol, that, that one season, that, the first season that Carol came on. Oh, yeah. But then when she was FOH, she just, like, stopped giving a shit. And just, like, let loose, said whatever she was on her mind, like, dropped the whole classy class with the Countess Act. And that was really refreshing because that was the year of... Bookgate, and that just went on and on and on. Everyone hated Aviva. Yeah. So, I mean, she she got the apple back. Well-deserved after that season. Uh, and just definitely a, a good a, a good showing of how you could come back. Yeah. From being demoted to FOH. And another one is Kelly Ben Simone has come back just a couple of times for yeah. appearances. I guess that could be more considered like a guest appearance. Yeah. But, like, I like to... They're, they're friends of Housewives to me. Yeah, you know? totally. So do you want to talk about um, New Jersey? Yeah. Uh, so New Jersey is one of the cases where the cast is smaller. So they, like, rely on the FOHs to bring some drama. Uh-huh. Uh, most notably, the Kims. <laughs> Oh, Kim G and Kim, Kim D. Kim G was a gift. She was such a troll, and she looked like a troll as well. Stop. And one of my favorite things about Kim G didn't even take place in the show. It was that YouTube video she posted on Fourth of July, like posing on her condo balcony, like saying, "Welcome everyone to my condo." Oh my god, this is the view. Well, she was sort of. At least I could afford this. I bet you Teresa can't afford her house, which is like very, like. Uh, like psychic in terms of like what was to come down the line. Yeah, but she was sort of brought on like to bridge the gap between Danielle. Oh yeah, and the other people on the cast because they were not talking. And yeah, so, like sort of the only situations like Kim G served as a purpose. Kim G and Kim D served as people who could go between the two and like yeah. stir the drama. You can't have like a housewife who's not talking to the other housewives. Do you remember? When her and Danielle were at like lunch, and then Danielle they get into a fight, and Danielle walks out. Oh, yeah, she's standing in front of the she's standing in front of the restaurant, yelling at Danielle, "You and your fake and square tits! I have friends. At least I have friends. You have no friends." Yeah, I would have I would have loved to for her to become main cast, but she's so not a housewife. Yeah, <laughs> she's just a mess. Oh my god. Um, but besides I the kids. <laughs> oh my god, yes, I can't skip over that. She was invited. She's a rare friend of a housewife who's invited to the reunion. Yeah. Yes. When she, like, hobbles out and says, hi, Danielle. She, she got to do one segment at the reunion. And then she used, she used to appear on Watch What Happens Live sometimes, but she would never be in the studio. They'd always Skype her. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right, yeah. God. That was back, like, Watch, when Watch What Happens Live was a little bit, like, lower budget in terms of like I don't think they were getting like the big stars that they do now yeah yeah uh but besides the Kims we've had uh Rosie Kath's sister yeah who's like it's the, it's one of the rare occurrences where I would consider like a family member an FOH because mm -hmm. like they're so central to like the storyline well because even when family wasn't oh I guess she was still related to Teresa mm -hmm. never mind yeah. Yeah. But she became, like, friends with everyone. Yeah. She's great. She's lovable. Yeah. You've been in her presence. More than one time. More than one time. Yeah. <laughs> Good close friends. <laughs> Personal friends. Um, um, and then Kathy, after, Kathy and Jacqueline are two more who, after they got demoted, they sort of became friends of Housewives. Yeah. And they, they didn't really rebound like... Uh, like Luann did. Well, Jacqueline is. I mean, ja Jacqueline's coming back, but that's out of necessity because mm -hmm. they have no cast. Yeah. I mean, it would just be Teresa and Melissa without Jacqueline. <laughs> so, because uh, Dina's done. I think she lives in California now. Uh huh. Uh, you know, the twins were at the book party, but I don't think they're going to be in the show because, like, hanging out at the book party, they were kind of hanging out with, like, everyone else. They weren't hanging out in the back room where they were filming, like, oh. the serious scenes. Um,. So they pretty much needed Jacqueline back. And, like, I always liked Jacqueline. I mean, 
Like, I, the, the drama with Ashley was always pretty interesting. Oh, my God, yeah. Like, the the relationship she has with, every, like, she kind of gets treated like crap by everyone, but, like, isn't so nice to them. So it's always an interesting dynamic with Jacqueline. Yeah, the reunion, season two reunion, her and Daniel was bonkers when Daniel wouldn't let her go. Yeah. She hugged her. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, but I don't know what, what the status of Kathy is. I mean, I like Kath, but... If she's, she's FOH fine. or Housewives, it doesn't make too much of a difference. Really. Yeah. Uh, so then we'll get to the OC. So, so OC's weird because I don't know. They have one of the they bring people on and then like quickly get rid of them a lot. Yeah. So one of the friends of the housewife, another one who was actually supposed to be a real housewife, and she would have been the first gay real housewife. Yeah. Was I forget what season it was, but. Yeah, there's too many account. Her name was Fernanda. She had that thing with Tamra where, like... They were working out together or something? They were, like, working out. I think they, like, made out once, and she felt like Tamra was, like, leading her oh, on. okay, okay. Um, I read... While doing scholarly research for this, I read she had a similar situation with Taylor Armstrong from Beverly Hills. Oh, wow. She was trying to get into any <laughs> franchise she could, I guess. Um, so she was whatever. Yeah, I mean, not that memorable. Not memorable at all. But you reminded me, it totally slipped my mind, Sarah Winchester was an FOH for two seasons, mm-hmm. buddies with Gretchen Rossi. Yeah, and she's the one who, if you guys remember... When Heather had her finale party at her house, she this girl got like really drunk and she was like wearing a fur and she broke the ribbon off of Heather's cake. Yeah, and tried to justify that it wasn't a big deal. And it <laughs> was just this like Heather also I mean like was it a big deal? I mean, I think like it, this isn't like a little cake you buy at the supermarket. It was like a cake Heather had professionally made for whatever stupid occasion she was celebrating. Yeah. Uh, But, and she was just trying to, like, her reason of justifying it was just so stupid. Like, she should have just said, like, oh, sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. But I feel like she's just one of those, like, reality TV people who every time you encounter them, they were just, like, had a few too many Yeah, she was definitely slosh. I think she, like, pre-gamed for filming because of nerves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. The one thing I do like about OC uh, is that during... Like the season finale of every season, for the most part, they usually throw some sort of party, uh-huh. and like all the old girls come back oh as like God. FOHs. Yeah, uh, so you get to kind of check in on them. So like, well, the one iconic one where they brought back a lot of them, yeah. was when Tamara Barney served Gina Keo with a cyst and deceased, <laughs> <laughs> and then threw a drink at her after. Gina said she was going to push her into the pool, and that was also the time when, like, Quinn Fry was in the oh background. Oh my god, wearing that wearing iconic that wig. Iconic <laughs> wig. And then that gay person threw the champagne glass <laughs> at the driveway. Yeah, so they always have a good time at the OC uh, at finale uh, party with all the old girls. I did like when, like, Lori was considering joining back with the cast, I oh, guess. Yeah. And, she and she went came- on the ski trip. And that was when when she uh, Vicky lost her mind. She says, I've never had much of a in my life. I've never had much of a in my life. That was probably one of the best scenes of OC. Wait, do it one more time. You guys could always record. I mean, rewind it if you want to hear that again. Uh, so the, I, that, I mean, a lot of the OC FOHs are very like blink and you'll miss them. So. That's pretty much it for OC. Lincoln, you'll miss them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then we get to Beverly Hills, which actually has a decent amount of FOHs. Well, I feel like they were the first franchise to, like, name these people as friends of Housewives. Mm. Like, their rollout of the first two yeah. FOHs. Well, I mean, Faye was, like, the first one. Uh-huh. But, like, their rollout of Brandy and um, Pam. Dan- yeah. Dana? Yeah. Pam, I, Pam which I would have... Who's now in jail. <gasps> For what? Or, like, was indicted. Like, I, I don't know where she's at between being indicted or actually going to jail yet, but she was indicted for for some sort of, like, f- fraud. I mean, typical housewives uh, felony. Oh. But she's looking up to, like, significantly more time than uh, Teresa and, and Joe uh, got sentenced to. I think it's closer to, like, 40 years. Good to know. Yeah. So did you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but she was introduced with 
at the same time as Brandy. Yeah, which I forgot because to me, Brandy always felt like main cast. Well, she was like the type who she came in guns a blazing. Like a wrecking ball. And so they made her cast the next season. Yeah. Um, but Dana was the like iconic game nights where the Richard sisters got into it with Brandy when Brandy yeah. was on crutches and they hit her crutches, which isn't funny, but like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, back to Dana and Pam hosting that night. I did love when she was sitting with, with, I think it was Kyle and was like pretending to be her best friend. She's like, you know, us girls, we just gotta, we gotta like stick together. Like, we're, like and then they were talking about like, she was talking about planning a vacation with them and oh, everyone yeah. else was like, what are you talking about lady? So she was definitely a very memorable FOH. Mm-hmm. Um, but Faye is probably the best one of Beverly Hills. I mean, she's always there during important events. I mean, from Dinner Party to Hell, she was there during that finale party with Brandy where she said, like, you will never... Uh, you will never be Chanel, darling, or yeah, something, something like that. Like that. <laughs> um, and then she was there again this season. I thought they were going to revolve more of the season around her this year, and it's yeah. a pity that they didn't. I know. Well, I think once she like caught wind of the whole like OJ spin of it, of mm-hmm. like Catherine and Faye and their relation because of the OJ trial, she probably like ducked out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we have the unmemorable Marisa Zunuk. Who worked with uh, Mauricio at the real oh, estate agency. That was the relationship? I think so. Well, she was not anything to write home about. Yeah, I can't remember anything, like, any big moments that she was a part of. Yeah, she was just, like, up Kyle's ass pretty yeah. much the whole time. Uh, and then we have fan favorite Dee Dee. Dee Dee is my favorite. She might be my second favorite friend okay. of Housewife after Joni. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, just because, like, she's, like, had so much allegiance to Camille Grammer. Yeah. She was Camille Grammer's, like, makeup artist slash friend. And she had so much allegiance to her. And, um, she, her fight at the Malibu beach house with Taylor was insane, but perfect. She loses her mind. She was like wearing one of Camille's hand-me-down dresses. (laughs) That's so sad. And just like, oh. And, um, Linda Thompson was there that Oh, yeah. Yeah. Give her a diamond. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, Alex has been arguing that the show should be, like, built around Linda Thompson. Oh, yeah, I think I've discussed that with him. (laughs) Um, But then also, you know, we have Brandy and Kim now coming back as FOH. And I like Kim more as FOH. Like, she she doesn't have so much responsibility on her shoulders. Yeah, I don't want to see her at the reunion. I know that we're seeing her next week, but it's, like, rehashing stuff with Lisa Renna, and I just don't. Oh, yeah. Not interested in that. Like, they're not friends, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Just let her hang out with Yolanda and have picnics. Yeah. Uh, And then we have uh, Atlanta. We've already discussed this. Marlo has done more than enough to earn a peach. Yes. So give Marlo a peach. Uh, You know, we also have Cynthia's sister, Mallory, Mm -hmm. who I think she's been trying for a peach, but she just... I don't know if she'll ever get one. Yeah. I mean, she did that shady, like those shady scenes with Cynthia's mom uh, in that season where Cynthia was getting uh, married to... Oh my God. And they forgot They were trying to like hide the... The marriage license. The marriage license. Yeah. Uh, We... And then we had uh, Demetria, who they tried to make happen, that girl with the music video, but that never really panned out. Uh Uh-huh. Tammy, though, this season was pretty funny. Tammy. Tammy was the one who... The woman with, like, the blonde braids. Yeah, one long blonde braid. Who would, like, come into a social situation order Corona, disappear for a long time, and then, like, come back, like, weird and out of her mind. And, like, she had a very, like, signature deep voice. Yeah, and she's the one, wasn't she the one who slept with Sheree's ex? Yeah, Yeah. Bob. Bob. Yeah, she had, like, a lot to say about that. No, I think she was, like, best friends with him as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she had a lot to weigh in on that. Uh... Besides uh, Tammy in, in Atlanta, we also have Portia when she got demoted that one season when she was depeached after she yeah. But that was uh, I think that was a friend of the housewife situation more as like a punishment rather than anything else. Like, yeah, at, Bravo couldn't just like have her come back on the show without like blinking an eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then finally we have Sheree back this season. Thank. God. As a friend of the housewife, but it didn't even feel like that. Like, she felt like a legitimate 
housewife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was on the couch the whole time at the reunion. She was the best part of the reunion. Yeah. Uh, and I guess Nini's Nini. considered a FOH now. But I bet she'll, she'll be, be back. back. Yeah, yeah. She, I don't think she has anything steady going on. Yeah. Um, and for those of you who thought we would forget, Real Housewives of Miami has some interesting FOHs. Yes. So we had Lauren Foster, who was best friends with Marisol. Yeah. Um, she's a trans, like, supermodel. She was on... In like Vogue or something, I don't yeah. know. Um, she brought some the, her moments. Like she brought some good television moments, especially when she got in a fight with another one of the friends of the housewives, Elaine Lancaster. Yeah, a drag queen, queen. F O H. So we have a transgender F O H, a drag queen F O H. Miami's doing a lot of and Elaine Lancaster when they started the show, the first season it was filmed as something differently, and I think. She was supposed to be one of the leads in the show, hmm, but it didn't pan out. And then Anna got demoted after her one season to FOH, but I mean, we all we always liked her. Uh, and we, She's another one who brought evidence yeah. to the reunion. Well, I mean, she was a lawyer too. Rinse so. out, <laughs> <laughs> and we always wanted her to end up on the View. Yeah, because she did host the View, and she did do very well when it, when it was in one of its transition periods. I think between. I think gearing up to the ro- like the the second Rosie season. Yeah, I I almost want to say even before, before that. Johnny McCarthy. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Um, so that's pretty much a, an extensive rundown of FOHs. Mm-hmm. We know we skipped a few, but the ones that we skipped are really not that memorable. <laughs> um, the FOH umbrella is pretty wide, so we couldn't cover everyone. But I think we touched on what we needed to. Yes, exactly. So, Brendan, uh, this week we have a disagreement as to the Freak of the Week. So, Brendan, who's your Freak of the Week this week? Um, My Freak of the Week is Dan. Oh. Care to explain? Because on (laughs) Sunday morning, (laughs) Dan had a few people at his apartment, each of whom I was texting separately. (laughs) Many people. Four (laughs) separate texts. Like, four people. Each of whom invited, including Dan himself, inviting me over, invited me over to his apartment. F- Forty minutes after I confirmed, I get a phone call. I'm all already on the way to the apartment. I'm downtown. I was having train issues. I'm at Canal Street. I get a phone call from Dan saying, "Oh, we're all pretty tired." Oh. And uninvited me. It was like when. Jill Zarin showed up at Scary Island and Ramona kicked <laughs> her out. Well, so he's my freak. Well, you know, it's interesting because the story continues. And um, <laughs> Who's I, your freak of the week? I, based off of what transpired later in the day, I determined you to be my freak of the week. Why? So eventually I meet up with, uh, with you uh, and some of the the members of the earlier morning uh, <laughs> brunch event. And <clears throat> this is at Crown Vic, a bar in Williamsburg. It was outdoors. We're sitting outside. And I see Brendan sitting across on a picnic table um, wearing, you know, a sensible flannel shirt for a summer day or spring day with a, what's it with his, what's hap- what, what are you doing here without Dorinda shirt? Uh, and then all of a sudden I see him stand up to go uh, retrieve a round of drinks and he is prancing around Crown Vic wearing his finest basketball shorts with legs I, on display. I was invited <laughs> over to your home, and the point was everyone was wearing pajamas, so I intended to show up in my pajamas, and I went straight from your home to somebody else's apartment. <laughs> well, I think we both have good justifications as to why we act a little freakish. Um, probably neither of our best <laughs> moments. Um, but we can agree on the one true queen, or should we say queens of this week? Because there are four of them. Yes. Log on right now. Press pause. Don't sleep on this. Do not sleep on this, y'all. Little Mix has released the music video for Hair. And it's amazing. It tells a beautiful story of, of uh, Jade getting played by a man and the girls banding together to support, uh, to support, oh no, it's not Jade, it's Leanne, I apologize. Yeah, it was Leanne. Sorry for that. (laughs) But anyways, the point is they band together to support 
their fellow woman. Yeah, it's it's a little pajama party. They order pizza. They order five pizzas for four people, and they eat all of the and pizzas. They eat all of it. So uh, you know, ch- go out on on YouTube. Uh, I'm glad you know. I don't know if you remember, but the last music video they didn't even make available in the United States until like a few weeks later because they knew it was gonna flop. Yeah. But this one, I, I'm like hoping for song of the summer. Song of the summer. Hair. Do not sleep on this. Do not sleep on this, fam. Uh, but that is it for this week. So you could catch us on uh, www.comethroughqueen.com. That's T-H-R-U. Um, how do you contact us, Brendan? You can email us at comethroughqueen.com. I mean that. Comethroughqueen <laughs> at gmail.com. Uh, and then where can we find you online? Tweet me at not Brendan. Love me, love me. Please retweet. Yeah, you could find me on Twitter as well at IDKIDK, and then tune into the the EXP Share, my video game podcast as well. But as for Come Through Queen, uh, we want to see you like, comment, subscribe, uh, heart, share, retweet, re- love, love me, love me, please retweet. That's it. See you next Thursday. See you guys. Bye. Come through, queen. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.